Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome back to We Move Through Stormy Weather, a fish podcast where we compare and contrast songs and the evolution of their jamming styles throughout the band's career. My name is Ryan Storm, and today I am joined by Steve Vickner, a.k.a. The Vic. Steve is a son, husband, girl, dad, music lover, and community organizer. His first show was Halloween 1994. His favorite show attended is 228.03, and he co-hosts the podcast Tweezer Tonight with his good friend Dan. He also does listen to and enjoy other music that is not fish. Steve, say hi. Hi. Thank you so much. Uh, for being on today. Very excited to have you and talk some fish. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ryan. I, uh, I appreciate it. I've, I've listened to the episodes that are out. I like them a lot, and I appreciate all the, all the hustle and the effort you're putting out there. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I did mention in his bio that he does uh, host a podcast called Tweezer Tonight. So what other song could he come on here and discuss than the infamous Tweezer? you know, the arguably objectively best fish song. <laughs> I mean, uh, wait, did you ask me what else we should discuss? No, this is, uh, I'm introing. The, we're oh, talking about oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's the two time now retired champion of the, uh, famous, uh, Wook weekend Wook fish poll. bracket. Yes. Um, and I think I think that was the right decision to retirement, uh, to retire And uh, Yem won, which is, you know, probably how uh, I would rank, you know, the two songs in my mind. But you know, they're two mm-hmm. very different songs, and are both worthy of being uh, in the rafters. Yeah, for me, Tweezer may not be my favorite song, but I think if somebody asks me what the best fish song is, my answer would always be Tweezer. You know, it's it's interesting because Tweezer obviously is not a whole heck of a lot of a well. What do you how do you define song? If we define song as lyrics and um, right. a story and whatnot, but like I don't know, there's there's lots of songs that don't have any lyrics whatsoever. For me, it's really just a you know, it's always a launchpad song. It always has been. The band has, uh, and I think the most recent one was Page, who said, you know, it's a it's one of our favorites that it's an important song and it really just kind of sets, you know, you have, you always have your standard basis of it and then it sets the stage for whatever is going to happen. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, we've each obviously pick our favorite versions. Uh, this will be one of the few episodes where the two versions that we discuss happen to be very well known and well talked about versions I normally try to stay away from them, but for this episode, I, I, mean, I, I couldn't. I, I'm sorry. So when you when you reached out and I was like, well, you know, I want I would love to be on. I want to be do Tweezer. Um, and actually, I don't think I've ever I don't think I've been on anybody else's podcast. So um, ah, uh, 
thank you for choosing mine to be the first one. Well, nobody else has asked me, so. Oh. Well, I can't help that. <laughs> but, um, you know, the vert. Do you want me to say the version I picked, or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I, so you know, the vert. I said I was like, well, you know, I I would love to do tweezer, and you know, the version that I would choose would be the one that I enjoyed the most and have always enjoyed the most, which is, uh, two twenty eight Oh three NASA Coliseum. And, but you know, there, I mean, there are so, so, so many good tweezers. So many. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard actually. And I don't know if you saw it, but, um, you know, Mr. Minor did a tweezer bracket. Yes. Uh, and you know, NASA did end up winning that as well i believe <laughs> that was before uh msg 2019 yeah so. so it was good to see him back he's uh certainly somebody who knows a lot about um fish and is a huge tweezer fan in fact a quick story about that is uh hartford 2013 i uh, i had just met him we had hung out and we actually saw Medeski at the Great American uh, Music Hall or Theater in San Francisco. I was out there. And um, so after that, I knew, I recognized him. I see him all the, you know, he's always in the same place all the time, and he's always dancing. Um, And uh, Hartford, I saw him on the floor, and then at the end of the show, I see him again. He's like, how about that big tweeze? (laughs) So that that was a big one. That was actually my friend Jimmy's 150th, and that was uh a good choice to make the three and a half hour trek up there yeah nice it's awesome and uh, i mean speaking of you know just tweezer in general and how there are so many good versions um i think you know you can very easily track the band's progression just in general by looking at you know a version of tweezer from that time period and there was a great episode of helping friendly podcast i think from a couple of years ago which everyone should go check out it's called tweezers so cold which was the original name of the song in 1990 when Mm -hmm. they wrote it and they basically spend i think close to five hours total over like a two-part episode just talking about noteworthy tweezers and how they correlate to the band's progression and it's awesome you know i'm gonna have to look at i still uh, that's one i i listened to your most recent episode with uh greg um knight who is a great dude and uh um I didn't listen to the HF pod where they gave, I guess it was their last episode now that they're going to be combining the three into one, but uh, I got a shout out and uh, they've done a lot of great stuff over the years. So, you know, congrats to them and all the, all the luck with the undermine pod and uh, Osiris. Yeah. And uh, I mean, speaking of other guests on my podcast, it will be out by the time this one is out, but I had Matt Kalinske on, uh, a couple episodes ago, and he told me to uh, say hi to you for him. <laughs> there was a story I was supposed to ask about, but I forget what it was. Oh boy! <laughs> well, uh, so I so your first episode was Justin, right? Yes. And uh, great dude offered so shout out to Justin offered me use of uh, uh, a place to stay if I needed it. Vegas uh, eighteen. So I went out to Denver visited my friend after Chicago shows and then uh, stayed two days. And then I was going to be in Vegas and I was, you know, doing the best I could to conserve money. And uh, I ended up not needing it, but shout out to him. And then you had Amar. So I've never met Amar, but Amar's first show was 22803. And um, his video of what my introduction to Amar was seeing that video that he put on the anatomy of jam. Oh my, yeah. It was like, yeah. If anyone listening hasn't checked that out and didn't after, you know, episode two, you all should go watch all of Amar's anatomy of a jam videos. Cause they're phenomenal. He's done the Hampton Hallies, the went gin, the Nassau tweezer. Crazy. I mean, I, when I was watching it, I'm just sitting there in awe and I'm like, man, the amount of effort that he, put into that because when you're you you know i was i mean and and we'll get into it like you know it's my favorite show Uh, my favorite two set show that i've ever seen was that night and it's for a variety of reasons that i'm sure we'll get into but watching him and seeing how the the different musicians change to different keys and then they all fall in line and then 
you know, my favorite thing is uh, when you get that symmetrical head bob across all four of them at the yes. three times, it's like, there's just not much better. So that was my introduction to Amar and then uh, Joel, awesome, awesome guy um, mm-hmm. who's been on my podcast and is just, you know, a terrific human being. And then uh, Greg, who I got to meet um in october or or maybe or maybe summer of 2019 and then i got to hang out a few more times and then matt i met you know uh matt through all the the, those goose fellas like ben did a a little charity event at brooklyn bowl and greg was there and then i met matt shortly after and then went to albany to see goose and goose miss that was i did uh, i did hear a story about you at goose miss yeah, so so are, so wait, are you having coach on? Did you have coach on? By this point, I will have. Like okay. By the time so, this is out. So I don't know coach. Um, I know Matt, and I know Greg, and I know Ben. You know en- enough that they would know. You know that Ben would know who I am. But I've hung out with Matt and Greg a couple times, and uh, so they, I had, I had a raffle. There were some tickets, so the person couldn't use them. I ended up going. Matt and Greg were out there actually even giving people that needed tickets that night to Goosemas, and I I helped a lot of people get tickets to go to, go to Goosemas, and they were they had extras, and um, the first set I'm looking up at the balcony, I'm like man, I was like oh, I'm going up on the balcony. I stood like on the floor, kind of uh, um, Mike's side, about ten rows back, and um, I was like that balcony is going to waste because on the other side was Doey Joey. And his crew, and he was spinning before and in between the show. And uh, people up there were raging, right? Like, I know uh, Kaylee and some of her friends are up there. And I know I'm forgetting people, but I met a bunch of, like, new people, which is what it's all about. Like, music brings lots of different people together. These people I had seen on Twitter, um, never met them. They are all super nice. And uh, so in between the sets, like, it's hard to text people and do things. And, and uh so I just went up there and I'm just like, I'm just going to wait for Matt or Greg to come by. And yeah. sure enough, earlier that day or the day before, I was talking to my friend Jimmy, who's out in Denver. And when Goose was playing there, he's out back and he starts, you know, a conversation, which with this with a coach. And I was like and he's like, you know, this guy was a Rangers fan and we were talking so sure enough, I get up there and the show's about to start and Matt aren't and Matt and and, <laughs> and uh, Greg aren't there. But this guy goes back. I was like, hey, I was like, are you John? He's like, yeah. I was like, hey, you meet my friend Jimmy out there. You know, Greg and Matt said it would be cool if I came into the balcony, which they did. And uh, but they weren't there. And I was like, listen, Dan, I'll 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 I promise I'll be good. Right. So he's like, yeah, come in. Right. So I had the whole bal- lower part of the balcony because it was like three different levels. I had the whole lower part of the balcony. And. Then I look over there. I see Matt and Greg. I was like, guys, I was like, come down there. Like, no, 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 you, you stay down there and do your thing. Um, so it was a great, great time. And I feel like I did the best I could for that balcony. That's awesome. Okay. So let's dive into these versions of tweezers. Uh, um, right. let's talk about your, your, uh, two twenty eight Oh three pick. Uh, take me through some of your favorite moments. Why is this your favorite tweezer of all time? So, um, so ba- you know, Long story short, um, I was basically directly in front of Trey for that show. I had oh, that's awesome. Waited in line. I got in line at four o'clock in the morning at the now defunct The Wiz. I uh, next person didn't even get in line until like eight. And um, huh. you know, if you're first in line at a Ticketmaster, you're probably going to get tickets. So I got four right in the front, and. Um, they were seats, which kind of stinks, but they were a little offset. So the first, I was the second row. The first row in front of me was not directly in front of me. It was off to the right. So, um, you know, they come out and it starts slow, right? It's a slow, purposeful beginning to tweezer. And you, you'll be able to explain it a lot better than me, but obviously 2.0 has a very different sound than other eras whatever he's doing or whatever the guitar is or whatever it's it's it just sounds dirty and nasty it was the it was the lack of the ross compressor that trey took out of his rig um but yes that was his signature tone for the era very thick so 
I uh, it just it just sounds like it's gonna be badass from the beginning, and around the six minute, you know, tweezer, you know, it goes through a certain progression up until, you know, the five and a half minute mark, and then you don't know where you're gonna get. And I feel like at the six minute theme, Trey's like, all right, now let me do some twangs and show you what's up, and he's like, and then. About two minutes later, immediately, it seems like they're now onto a new theme. And shortly after that, and this is where I, where your your background comes in, right? Like Paige starts just doing really weird stuff and making really weird noises, like yes, very watery. Was, yeah, and around the nine windy. minute mark, he's got the synth, and uh, he was playing uh, some nice roads as well uh, a little bit later than that. But yes, yeah, definitely. So so he's doing some crazy stuff, right? And then in the 11th minute, he's continuing to do, continuing to do that and it just gets weirder, you know, up until the 11th minute. And then around 12 and a half minutes, they they start on what I consider to be another new theme. Um what that theme is and why how do I explain it? I'm not really sure. Um and then they start a bit of a climb. And that and that's when I really start noticing fish. Just kind of like keeping it all together and, you know, just I don't even know. I don't know how to describe fish. My my appreciation for fish is probably has gone up more than any other band member over the course of their career, to be honest. And and but none nobody was as as important to me or as more as um distinct because I'm a Trey guy. Like, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like if I'm going somewhere, I'm going to watch are. Trey. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it, I I'm biased because I I play keys, so I obviously default to page. <laughs> but yes, for if you know if you're not a musician and you know you don't play drums or bass or keys, I think most people it, you know gravitate towards Trey. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, but I'll tell you, in 2.0, there was one man who was I just was like, man, this guy does not want this to end, and that was Mike. Um. Yeah, Mike's absolutely. Pl- my my Mike did not appreciation say no. for Mike. Yeah. Yeah. So um so Mike in 2.0 was really just like the guy that was like I know that this guy doesn't want it to end. I don't know about everybody else, but you know, I know he doesn't. Um So anyway, so that's what I I kind of hear up until uh then you get to the 13 you know, 40 mark and then that's where I, you know, I I I say blissed off, right? Like it starts to get very very happy and then it starts to very gently climb and it's it's very hood esque. Um it's just happy. It's just, you know, calming and soothing and you know I, I don't know how to uh, how else to describe it. And then they hit the plateau and then I'll stop I'll stop there. You know, the plateau is, you know, right around the uh right after the fifteen, sixteen minute 16 mark. And a, sixteen and a half minutes I have is when they quiet back down. Yeah. And then and then it's time so, to find the new thing. And they do. Of course, right yeah. around. And there, there's and some a really half. I have noted that um after that initial quieting, there's some really nice gentle and melodic playing from Trey just before the seventeen minute mark, which you know, kind of it was still early two point so they were still developing the sound of that era. But I think as you move into later two thousand three and two thousand four, you start seeing less of that nice pretty and melodic playing from Trey. Um, so it's cool to hear it in contrast with that kind of harsher tone, and you know that sound. Well, it's so, and that's time. the thing is like you know that there's still that you know raw, the whole thing just is raw, but that is you know to me it's like fish going from you know nasty to happy to now let's take a little you know load off and see where we're gonna go, and then let's just beat it on down the hill and uh or up the hill and that's really the whole time so i mean i've listened to this song i can you know you know hum it and air guitar it every single second of it that's how many how many times i'll listen to it but today in the car yeah um i listened to it again and i was like you know if i was to think about something i'd think about this song starting at the bottom of the hill with the sole goal of getting to the peak and Mm -hmm. There's a few different plateaus, but there's never really any 
hesitation to me. Like this song, just it knows where it's going to go. There's no real noodling about at all. Um, and they they feed off each other and they build together. And, uh, you know, around the 1930 uh, mark, they're really still kind of finding it. And then at 2015. Wait, like... speaking of 1930, um, when I was <laughs> listening to this today. Um, I found a previously unrecorded uh, Cars, Trucks, Buses tease, tease from Paige. Uh, so thank you, Scott Marks and Charlie Dirksen, for uh, adding that to fish.net. They did? They, took, they, they, they already got oh, back yeah. to you because I saw you tweet it oh, today. I tweeted it, yeah. And bonus, I think, I, the, I think there are episodes that will be out after this happened uh, where I talk about this, but the, the cool amber and mercury tease in the – uh, eleven one eighteen. No men in no man's land. That I've been trying to get them to recognize for like a month now. They also recognize that, and it was funny because uh, Scott tweeted uh, that via multiple submissions, and I responded with, "Were they all from me?" You know, so I don't I don't uh, put in things I hear anymore because I've learned that what I'm hearing is very rarely ever a tease. It's just like kind of like notes within it. But I, you know, <laughs> so Ryan, you know, tells me, hey, there's a car trucks and buses tease. I was like, oh, I'll go listen for it. And then he told me where it was. And I still didn't listen for it while I was in there. So I didn't hear it, but I have the timing and I'll have to listen to it. And I'll, I wonder yeah, if he I plays like, like a couple seconds it. of the he plays a couple seconds of the on the organ right on right on. So he, well yeah, you so would hear that. that you that you know i would imagine you're in tune to that yeah and the, i mean and also right before that the kind of um uh is it i think it's ricky don't lose that number where it's kind of you know <laughs> similar vibe to that well um, so before we go before we go on so let me ask you a question are you almost always focused on page more than others um, for the most part, I mean, as a musician, I'm kind of, I'm I'm lucky to be able to kind of listen to all four of them simultaneously, um, and be able to you know pick out a part, um, you know, pick out one of them at any time if I so choose. Um, but most of the time, if if I'm just like sitting, I will focus on the keyboard part, um, just because you know I'm always like, what's Paige doing? Because I try to bring that into my playing so yes okay page, page right is my priority yeah no i mean pages you know you know i i always think when i think of page and you know some of my favorite moments it's like the it's ice from 12 29 13 right like i'm like man oh, this is so this is, good yeah now it's time to dance yeah yeah that one page is just the jam is just page destroying the collab for a few minutes <laughs> so good <laughs> it's like you know there's there are there are moments you know when you're at a show and uh either you realize it or you just look at each other and then you're just like jesus what what are these guys doing what is like, happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like seriously 
you know, there's many, many times where I just stop and I don't, you know, talk about anything or think about anything. And we're, and there's a moment in the, in the tweets that we get to with yours, but like, I'll just finish this off since it's, you know, this is not my forte as I'm sure everybody knows. Like I, I know what I enjoy coming into my ears and, uh, but like at, at 2015, they're ready to now go, uh, at 2022 i consider them at the top of the peak it's a dance party up top and then at 24 minutes it's like okay that that took a lot let's just like relax and then you have this like three minute outro where yeah like a spicy outro yeah i i don't have notes on this show or that i that i looked at like i have a set list but i didn't i didn't like put any like extra notes probably because i was just like so close and Everything was so good that night, but I have to imagine that a part of that um, that outro was them yapping to each other and trying to figure out what they're going to do um, next. And uh, yeah, I think and it my... was also an early development of what would become the you know the two sound, like that droning spacey jam. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and my friend Jimmy who's seeing a lot you know, of that later in the year. Well, he was next to me, and he was like soul shakedown. And that's what they wanted. I was like, you got to be kidding me, dude. That's really impressive. Yeah, it was it was it was a nutty night. But uh, but, you know, that's my yeah. that's my that's my tweezer. Was, I what had destiny been on your radar uh, so, at that night? So here. So I've been going through all my I've been trying to get clean out my life. Right. And throw things out or either use them, display them or really, you know, pare it down and pack it away and save it for later. But I did find the, the story goes like this. I went to the MTA store that day. I, I worked in Midtown. I went to the MTA store. I bought a D train shirt, a black tr- shirt with an orange circle as the D train. And uh, I, there were so many songs that began with the letter D that yeah. I had not heard demand dog log dinner in a movie destiny. Like, I don't know what else, but like uh, those, those four were the ones that came to mind. I was like, you know, so I, wait really quick. I think this is the third consecutive episode where I'm saying this, but fish should bust out dog log. Thank you. That <laughs> I is listened all. to dog log today. It's a great song. Oh, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a chase song too. Like to, to catch a dog log, you're, you know, very lucky, but yeah, they haven't um, played in, you know, eight and a half years. What did it, what was so. the dog log I listened to today? Um, Maybe it was mirror in the ba- the mirror in the bathroom show. So that was Centrum '98. I I put that mm. one on because um, I wanted to hear a mirror in the bathroom. But well, coincidentally, <laughs> the episode before this one, uh, we discussed the week apog from that show. Anyway, oh, right on. Yeah, continue. no, I I didn't go to that run either. I went the everything year connects. Yeah, oh, you it saw does. the hour long gym. I did. I I did see that one, and I saw the long one at Star Lake. 97 98 um <laughs> which is now called star lake again Woo! That's, yeah they that's got good it. news i saw that the other day Very yeah it's, it's always good no one nobody wants now they to just see gotta it. do now they just gotta do deer creek walnut creek great woods just, just bring them back i i mean certainly deer creek it's like i mean you're never gonna call it anything other than those two things yeah like, you know star nobody lake calls it the ruoff home mortgage music center <laughs> No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, so I bought the shirt knowing how close I was. And I was like, I'm throwing it up on the stage. And I'm going to request that they play a, a song dedicated to the letter D. I I don't throw it up on the stage. I think better. I was like, what if they kick me out or blah, blah, blah. So I don't do that. I found the piece of paper that I wrote that on. It was yeah. white. It was yellow line paper. And it's too embarrassing to read. But just know that I wrote on there. I was like... It may, uh, put, would you mind doing a D show, playing all these shows, or dot dot dot, maybe Destiny? And <laughs> so when they hit, when those notes come out, like well, when I was cross country '97 doing Fish Tour, I had a, t- a '91 tape. Uh, I had a tape. It, the, one of the fillers was Destiny um, from '91, uh, and I listened to it over and over and over, and I became obsessed with the song, and you know, pretty much knew it would be a long shot to hear it so when they hit those first couple notes i'm going nuts like literally two feet away from the stage and uh 
If you listen to the audience recording of that show after the Destiny is done, uh, it's going to be hard to hear anything louder than that. People were like jaws to the ground. What just happened? <laughs> yeah, that's like that. That's kind of like me with Chalk Dust Reprise, except I, I didn't see the bust out. <laughs> but like, I think it was it was like around two years ago, uh, just over two years ago when I heard the, the Moby Dick show uh, for the first time. And I was like, Chalk Dust Reprise is hilarious. They need to bust it out. And I had been saying it since like oh, late yeah. 2018. I was like, needs to happen. Needs to happen. And then when they sound checked it um, uh, in uh, Providence last fall, I started freaking out. Like when somebody on Twitter was like, they sound checked so- Chalk Dust Reprides. I was like, they sound checked it? <laughs> what? And so I was like waiting all tour. And then like when they played Chalk Dust at the Met and there wasn't like a video webcast. Yeah. I was really scared they were going to play it that <laughs> night, and I wasn't going to be able to watch Trey while he played it. And um, on the last night of Charleston, like in the encore, like when they started Isabella, I was like, ah, oh, like maybe New Year's run. And as it's uh, as Isabella's uh, ending, I think my webcast was like a minute behind or something, but I see a text from my dad that says, "Oh my god!" And I knew at that moment that they started playing it, so you know I. I tease my dad all the time and he ruined it for me. Did, but, did your dad go to that whole run? No, he wasn't there. He was also oh. webcasting, but I was at university and he was at our house uh, in Toronto. So, you know, I wasn't there uh, <laughs> we were watching it together, but I, I did spend the duration of the song still running around my apartment screaming. Oh, forget about it. It's great. I mean, you know, that's, you know, some, that's the great thing about, the band is they throw these cool little things out there when he did the chalk when i tweeted about it and then they went into the the chalk dust esh reprise on the beacon jams like yeah. minutes Having later i was like you reprise? gotta be kidding me like it's so fishy and um yeah it's great i mean and that's and that's really you know a, a lot of what besides the, the community which at this point you know, as, as, as much and has been for a while as the music, but you know, it's always a chase. Like, you know, I'm not going to lie. There are still songs that I chase and I, I don't, I don't like, Oh my God, I really hope I hear it tonight. I'm just like, when I hear it, I'm going to be extremely happy. So. Yeah. That's, that's one of the best things about this band and the fact that they don't write set lists and they don't have like a, you know, 50 song rotation, uh, like a lot of bands do or like a small number, like no song, is off the table you know and that's we could and, and that's why could, you gotta I go think, and and shout yeah. out to your dad i want to give a shout out to your dad who's, yes who's do who's doing good out there taking uh i saw the the pictures of you as a kid i oh, i had that show, white yeah. and gray hat uh you know i have <laughs> i have kids almost your age so um he's he's doing good work and i think greg mentioned yeah, spac that's when i took my t- i took my two kids to their first two night run and we did the first two nights of spac 13 nice. and uh oh, they even great shows. sold cupcakes and a lot oh that's awesome yeah i i have yet to become a lot vendor but that's <laughs> that's very cool it's a good it's a good way to not sit around and do nothing all the time. And, uh, if you're somebody who likes to talk to people, which I do, um, you know, I can sit there and sling something and talk to people all day. Yes. Well, we're half an hour in and I haven't even talked about my well, version. We got to do, let's get into it. Cause your version do that. is great. Yeah. So I picked, uh, the MSG 2019 tweezer. Um, you know, I, I kind of went back and forth between this one and Tahoe a bunch. Um, and I, I mean, I still can't choose between them. Uh, it's a really, really tough decision for me. I know some people are very firmly in uh, one of those two camps, but I just, I, I can't bring myself to choose. You know, obviously, like, when I listen to the MSG tweezer, I'm like, this one's better. And then I'll listen to Tahoe, and I'll be like, no, this one's better. And so they're both just so good. Um, but this one, you know, I, it was not just an amazing jam, but it was kind of a release for everyone. Uh, it was the first 20 minute jam since Dick's, um, you know, people were there. I mean, coming off of the fall tour with the, you know, uh, questionable set list calls and a pretty strong, uh, first two nights of the MSG MSG run, uh, and a very strong first set of this show and going into the second set. Um, I had actually 
earlier that day, you can ask any one of my family. I was like, tonight, second set opener, 20-plus minute tweezer. <laughs> and my dad was the only one that was like, okay, everyone, you know, my mom and my sister were like, whatever. Like, we don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, cool story, bro. Yes. Yeah, so so I was couch touring it, uh, and you know when Trey started Tweezer, I obviously started freaking out. I was like, "They're gonna do it. This is gonna be over twenty minutes." Hell yeah! Um, and did I? I keep meaning to go back uh, and look for it, but since last year, I think on that night people noticed that when they got on stage before they started, Trey goes over to Fishman and says, "Jam this," and Fishman says, "Oh, I plan to," or something, <laughs> something along those lines. <laughs> so it was one of those jams like the you know the alpine ruby waves we're like we're gonna play for half an hour here it's gonna well be and and just just so you know i don't know if you know the story but i'll just i won't tell the whole thing but there is a story behind the tahoe tweezer and how that became that that night like it was de- deliberately planned i think i've heard it but please tell the story well there were a bunch of so fishman was hanging out in the casino and whatnot and a bunch of people that i knew from twitter that i'm still know today um we're all hanging out with him one person you know starts yapping with him he's like you guys haven't played a tweezer like the mud island tweezer in forever like you gotta you need to go out there and do it and you know kind of like John's like, yeah, all right. And so they started talking about it. And before, you know, the set, they're like, we want to go out there and play it for, you know, 30 plus minutes. And that's exactly what they did. But that happened after night one in the casino that they discussed. That's awesome. That's awesome. Someone should go up to him next time and be like, hey, why don't you play Hallie's like Hampton 97 anymore? (laughs) Why don't you play acdc bag like boise 99 like get get one of those going it, you know it, it goes like this trey says it all the time he's like we're the all request band but we have to want to play the song that you're requesting and right <laughs> um you know tweezers you know you have a you got a one and three shot for the most part you know one and four that if you say i want to hear tweezer they'll be like yep okay cool yeah that's it yeah that's pretty generally good anyway Let's talk about this jam yeah. uh, a little bit. I, I think, you know, not not to discount the first 20 minutes of it, but similar to the Alpine Ruby Waves, the first 20 minutes, while amazing in its own right, pale in comparison to the last 15. I mean, it's it's very similar to what, what we just talked about, which is there's a point where you hit that plateau in the 228. There's a point here, which I would consider to be the 18-minute mark, right? Like, that's yeah. when... From the 15 minute to the 18 minute mark, you're, you're you're slowing down to an almost dead silent pause. And just so you know, so I was at both of these shows. I was standing directly under the center of the arena for this show, mm-hmm. which is the you know my the spot. Uh, you know, if I'm going to be in the on the floor, I want to be middle and I want to see all the lights. And uh, um, but and 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 early in the in the around the four and a half four forty five mark, you hear the crowd. Give a oh yeah, the crowd the crowd is very excited about this tweezer because it's the second set opening tweezer at MSG, you know. And... Well, it's also the lights. Corona oh, doing his was? light stuff. It, so that's when you know people start yell, yelling like that because nothing else was happening on stage. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I I just I, every time I listen to it and I hear the crowd, I'm like ah, <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, one thing to me also until. You know, that 15-minute mark breakdown of this tweezer, the first 15 minutes sounds like a tweezer jam to me. You know, it may go type 2, but it still sounds like a tweezer jam. Like, you know, you can find the blueprinty, like, you know, stay in the tweezer jam, then modulate to D, bliss jam, you know. Um, and, and so to me, it still sounds like it's coming out of a tweezer. Something like um, the, the uh, 621.19 tweezer, it's it's 13 minutes and follows a very same uh, very similar trajectory to the beginning of this jam and i think i think there are a number of other ones in recent years that do um but to me it doesn't you know again not to discount this quote unquote uh tweezer jam that it's in which is fantastic uh in its own right but you know that stuff as you mentioned after the 18 minute mark is when it really gets going when it really starts breaking some new and really, really amazing ground. 
I, I you feel the same way. No, I fully agree with you. You know, I mean, I, I think that they're just, you know, they're searching throughout those first, I, I would say from like, you know, the, the five minute mark to the, to the uh, 15 minute mark. And there's, there's, there's a build in there. There are a couple of new themes that they're doing that, but it takes them a little time to get on there. But let me tell you when you, like you said, when they get to that 18, whatever, you know, switch they needed to pull to figure out how are they going to re you know to re-communicate and take this off it that they do it yeah and the 20 and minute mark by, is just like a melodically beautiful oh it's just beautiful in so many ways and the, and the build up to that once it gets quiet there's this one time where it, it kind of mellows and i see like the beginning of that beautiful section is page hits a low note on the whirly and it just <laughs> just go it just it just begins there uses the synth and that part um, is in my mind the culmination of him you know learning his way around that Moog one throughout 2019 so he's new to his rig at the beginning of the year and this you know 12 30 19 tweezer that 20 minute mark section is just him showing like I've mastered this thing <laughs> and, and it's just it's so perfect to me and in, in my notes um, I have I am crying and then goosebumps. Oh, <laughs> I still get goosebumps every single time I listen to it. I, I listen, man. I, I, I feel you. I, I love everything coming out of your mouth. And, um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a sell. I think I tweeted, I was like, you know, from the 18 minute mark on, it is a, it is a, a, a figure out how we go to celebrate, you know, that everything is good. You know, like every, every, it is such a celebration. And that's really, 
you know, yeah, I I don't know how to, it, but it just I've never I I don't remember the last time where they came to such a halt. And at that time in the eighteen minute mark, it was just blue lights, kind of very light, and then it would go up, I believe, up and down in the lights. And uh, you know, I'm there with my wife, and I was like, this is just. I think I just had my arm around her, you know, from behind around her, like you know chest and you know to to her other shoulder just looking around at what was happening yeah i i think at that point of the jam i was sitting on the couch like like head in my hands just like just like laughing in awe at what they were doing like yeah. you know i mean obviously them crossing the 20 minute mark and fulfilling my prediction was very exciting <laughs> well that's the most important thing you know i i feel you on that yeah and then and then i was just like like what is going on like this is so beautiful um and yeah it was oh so phenomenal you know watching this unfold live and i talk about this in the last episode as well there's nothing like you know i I watched this show a couple of weeks ago and there's nothing like you know even on a webcast when you know it's live and you know it's happening right this second there's just something special about like they are making this up as we speak and it's this good. Yeah. You know? I, I, Crazy. I am always in awe of it. And um, here, here are some interesting notes. Here's what I put. 20, minute, 20 minutes, beautiful. 26, find, find their rhythm. 28, oh, it's a celebration now. 3150, the final gallop through the streets, singing praise and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have, they, um, I described the, the initial you know, after they finish the gorgeous synth section, uh, Trey starts this two note repeating riff at around 24 minutes, 20 seconds. Um, that brings us into kind of, I, I describe it as an upbeat and peppy groove. I think it's mm-hmm. very peppy. Yep. Uh, just, just to me, you know, Fishman's beat and the way Trey's playing uh, rhythm guitar and pages bouncy, you know, whirly. I just, you know, I, that's, those are the adjectives that came to mind. Uh, with me now the most important thing and you know much like the 228 there's a there's a long you know outro but this time are you are you a are you a good hockey fan and did you know what was happening or did you not i so i mean i (laughs) i live in a house with you know my little brother is a huge sports fan my dad's a sports fan i am not you know i'm a music guy yeah but I recognized uh, the the Potvin sucks theme as you know. I I recognized it as something sports related. I yeah, didn't know exactly. If it was basketball. I didn't know if it was hockey. I didn't know what it was. But I was like, that's something from sports. That's hilarious. You know, fish and tr- they were all all four of them were cracking up during it. Uh, and I love the way they find it. And yeah. It was great. Yeah, totally. That's and that's what I did because I'm not a Rangers fan. I'm a Flyers fan. I've certainly been at a Rangers games, and uh, but I don't know. I was like, well, this is something sports. I just couldn't put my finger on it. And uh, yeah, I I learned that it was you know it was Podfin sucks from Twitter. <laughs> yep, yep, it is. So, <laughs> but yeah, yes. uh, everything you're saying, like we're, uh, you know, and 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 that's sort of what I say. And I'm not saying it. I'm not saying I'm and I'm, I'm not about to make the statement to you know, to, to create any trouble, but like, if you're watching it live, like you're doing everything you possibly can to be there and you're experiencing it as live as possible, which I think is like, I mean, it was, that's a wet dream for me as at your age, dude, being like, Oh, I can't make it to a show, but I can watch it live. Like, come on. So great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I, I mean, I wish I could be at more shows but i'm so grateful that they do webcast so many of them uh and then i'm able to watch like you know the last show that wasn't webcast was uh mohegan uh 2019 yeah you know so all of you know alpine dicks fall msg mexico yeah i well i i go to summer camp every year so i miss you know yeah what's up with the summer camp i heard that and i live in canada What do you mean? I've been going there since two thousand nine. I know, but what, what what happens there? Like sleepover camp it's a, or yeah, it's sleepover camp. I go from uh, mid June to mid August. Are um, you working there every year? 
Well, yes, I'm I'm a staff member now. That's what I figured. I'm, yeah, I'm head of kayaking. Oh, okay, um, okay. You're you're, you're doing good. Shout out to Camp Tamaqua. Um, Shout but, out! I love camp. I went to. I never went to. I went to some sleepaway camp. But it was mostly day camp, hockey camp. I did some sleepaway. Got it. But yeah, so I've I've been going every summer since uh, 2009, and it is the only thing I will choose over going to a fish show. I listen, that's, that's a good and healthy thing. Like I was actually just texting with my friend who is like, you know, it's a shame. I'll never be able to get to Dick's because it's my father's birthday. And there's like, you know, everybody has things, right. And everybody should have, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes they'll start summer tour in early June and I'll be able to catch a show before I go to camp. Like, you know, my first show in 2012 was in late June, I think four or five days before I left for camp. You know, right I was on. at Wrigley 2016, which was four days before I went to camp. Toronto in 2019 was two days before I went to camp. So it's, it's all about it's all well, about time. Here, here's my uh, here's what you need to do, Ryan. You need to you need get your finish your school right. Yeah. And you do your camp thing, and you need to move to the Northeast. <laughs> I know that, that's that that seems if you to wa- be the key. If you want to be a fish fan, like just just think let me, let me tell you let me tell you something i grew up in trenton area and trenton is 35 minutes away from philly it's an hour and 15 from new york it's two and a half from albany it's three and a half from boston it's two and a half to baltimore it's you know six to him but like like wow. there's just okay. so i mean like growing up here talk I, you know i was going to call you spoiled for being growing up in an in an age where you have instant access and video which i would love which is great but like talk about like i knew i was spoiled and i still didn't see as much as i wanted to but like that's really it's hard you know but now at least that the runs and i think as the 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 community continues to age <laughs> which, which we do um <laughs> you'll see these longer stints you know baker's dozen is there will definitely be something else similar to that soon. I definitely think there's going to be a long residency in Vegas at some point. You know, the dead eventually went to four, six, four, six shows because it's easier on the band. It's easier on the crew. It's easier on the families. Like, and it's easier on yeah. people to say, Hey, I'll just go there for a three night run. Absolutely. And I mean, and you also see a difference in the bands playing, you know, if they they do three, one night stops in a row versus a three night run at a venue. Because, you know, they they get comfortable, they're settling in, and they're not coming off of travel. You know, they're sleeping in the same bed for a couple of nights. Yeah. and and improves their playing. And in between, you know, some of these venues are close enough that, you know, they get to go home. And, and really, like, you know, that's why MSG it is and always will be home court for them. Uh, it's yeah. They are treated like absolute royalty. They are extremely comfortable. Chris Kuroda has the keys to the castle to do whatever he wants there because he runs the lights for the sports team. So, um, yeah, eat it, Billy Joel. <laughs> it's and and you know, uh, for as for as you know, different as it is from before they did the renovations, where you could just walk around the whole thing. You know, it's still the staff are super friendly. They make accommodations for the people when they started doing the half price food. That was a big thing. You know, they put the caps on water bottles. So like, you know, the, the, the crew there are taken well care of and they take good care of us. So, yes. And seeing a fish show at MSG is at the top of my bucket list. I, I need to. Yeah. So you've been to Blossom, Toronto. Did I hear SPAC too? No, Blossom, no. Toronto, Wrigley, Rosemont, Rochester. Nice, nice. So well, I didn't even go to, Ro- I haven't been to Rochester. Tw- uh, 12, uh, 12, 11, 97 is one of the biggest regrets of the show I didn't go to. Uh, I, I was at the uh, 10, 22, 13 show. So the, you know, the the bottom tier of fall 2013, which, <laughs> so- I mean, it was my second show. I still had a phenomenal time, but in the context of the rest of the tour, you know, they're all but, good. They're all good, Ryan. Oh, I trust did a me, lot. I, of, I did a lot of fall thirteen. I loved that show. Oh, great tour. Yeah, I did Glens Fall, so that was the site of my first show. So I that was like an immediate like got to go to that, and that's a small, tiny little rink. And you know, that's it's you're standing. I mean, when I stand at the back of MSG, I'm so like 
in tune with that surroundings. There's really nothing else that matters around me. I'm there to preach at the altar of fish, right? And I yeah. feel like I'm right next to the stage um, when I'm at the back of it. When you're at the back of a 6,000 person hockey rink and you're sitting at the back of the venue looking at the band, you're like, wow, I'm like literally elbow to them. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I, I mean, yeah, I I just I don't care where I see them. Just yeah. want to see them. You'll that's... you'll you'll get there. I mean, like Hampton, you know, you should definitely put that on a well, yeah. on a bucket Hampton, list. Vegas, all Gorge. of the outdoor summer sheds, except for I mean, Blossom's the only one I've been to. But, what you know, a beautiful stuff place like... that place is. Absolutely. I mean, I, I was 12, so I, I don't remember it as vividly. Uh, um, I mean, I remember the music very vividly but it's it's such it is such a gorgeous venue and i want to go to places like spac i want to go to like merriweather like just because of the the lore of you know those venues and the shows at those venues and they're they're all great and you know merriweather is great because you can pretty much walk to hotels any place you know rosemont you know the hotels in the parking lot um i mean we didn't stay at that one because i was with my mom and my mom doesn't stay at the parking lot hotel with you know, 10,000 other whoops. <laughs> um, so we were at a hotel like a 15 minute Uber away, but uh, yes, it was still decently close. Well, I'll get, uh, they won't hear it, but I'll give a quick shout out to Brian and his son, Finn, uh, another young lad like yourself. Uh, they were not staying for the last night. They had a room, the places were sold out and uh, they graciously gave me their room. He's also a uh, oh, musician awesome. and a huge ween fan. Oh, so that was a great Roses, that run. Yeah, no, it's great. And I, you know, live in New Hope, which is ween country. So, um, yeah, it's always interesting uh, seeing different people around town. Yeah, well, that was, this has been so fantastic uh, chatting with you, Steve. It's great to finally, you know, sit down with you after interacting with you on Twitter for so long. I may have to do a second tweezer episode at some point because yeah. there's just so much to unpack about this song that we didn't get to. I think if I do uh, a, a, a quote-unquote tweezer reprise uh, episode, um, I think I might uh, do a you know an under-15-minute version of tweezer <laughs> to talk about. Uh, well, it, there's I mean, a good there's one just... from Orange, Orange, uh, Orange Beach, Alabama maybe 2014 it's it's short sweet and it pops mm. well i keep that one in mind but this has been again this has been so awesome thank you so much for coming on uh it was an absolute pleasure uh chatting with you i hope you had a great time as well i i had a great time i appreciate it i want to let you know i see you out there you're bubbling with enthusiasm and uh it's good to see you know new fans young fans and you know spreading the good word so keep doing good things and you know if you ever need anything you let me know brother thank you so much appreciate it Uh, thank you to everybody for listening to this episode of we move through stormy weather hope you have a fantastic day and we'll see you next time Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, 
Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.